1: Good evening, guys and dolls. It is Sunday, August 12, 2012, and you're now listening to Playtime with Sondra Radio. I'm your hostess, Sandra Linton of com, broadcasting to you live from the sunny beaches of Southern California in connection with Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn Radio, Digital Podcast, iTunes, and Naked Girls Radio. I will start out tonight's broadcast with the song... Tommy Tornado by noise problems here you go Noise problems with their song, Tommy Tornado. I'll play one more song and then share a bit of news about the Olympics and other lovely things. Uh, but, yes, please enjoy this next song. It's called Tremors, and it's by Kyle Young. Check it out.
2: How are you doing that? It's a magic carpet. It's lovely. You, uh, you don't want to go for a ride, do
3: you? We could get out of the palace, see the world. Is it safe? Sure. Do you trust me? Trust me, trust me, trust me. Roll up the not for paper planes, let's get. High. Roll up the good, I got a vibe, let's get. High. Oh my I god, i never been so damn. Blunt, I poke you, uh, I see a puff of smoke emitting from your soft lips. Slow mo in real time, to some bomb piss lost in your sexy persona. The way you hear the blunt is like a veteran smoker. Medical glow. glows with the headies, he'll so choke you. You'll be there when I poke you, like the end of a roach. Yeah, I blow as I blow you a shotgun. You a gangster, and I know that you want one. You can cop one close Blow it in your face, take it in, swap gum We can fuck in a moment, other ducks you can roll it I'ma watch cause you're sexy and you know it Feeling good like my sack that you holding Two big nugs and a wrap that is golden An immaculate roast and take the lighter out Cut damn magical potion Roll up the nut for paper planes, let's get Roll up the good, I got a vibe, let's get God, I've never been so dead uh, Roll up a blunt, I'll poke your guns uh, Come on, let us fly, baby girl Magic carpet ride, baby girl We'll go slow, uh, baby girl I'm uh, on fly, baby girl hit uh, me. I'm in a trance, feeling like an animal in a cave that was built out of panties, yo can we wait some more for you to climb on top You love me when I'm wild and I got the iron cock I love you when you high and you don't mind a drop And the sun wouldn't shine on you and I ever stopped I'm talking crazy, but right now we building chemtrails After we done, i am going you with a pencil You kiss well, you lick well, my dick swells Pussy wetter than a fucking dunkin ship sail Ha <laughs> ha, we playin' just a tip now You remind me of a princess with a rip-bell Gotten naughty and I see you bit your lip wow This position is the best and we could take another hit wow We fall into a big cloud, I'm living it, tripped out And your tip is out, come on, let's fly
1: Can't that was the song Tremors by Kyle Young. Okay, so spoiler alert for anybody that is planning on watching a whole bunch of stuff uh, in, in regards to the Olympics and may not want to hear, uh, please tune out for like the next three minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, anyways, so. Um, for the two thousand twelve London Olympics it was uh spread over nineteen days beginning on July twenty fifth. Today was the closing ceremony and uh I guess some highlights include uh Jamaica and US um they set world records in the men's four by one hundred meter relay and the women's four by one hundred meter relay. Um, and ooh, what else? <laughs> Um, of the 204 National Olympic Committees, um, uh, what was it, 85 of them received at least one medal, and 54 of them won at least one gold medal, and Bahrain, Botswana, Cyprus, Gabon, uh, Granada, Gu- Guatemala, and Montenegro each won their first Olympic medal ever, and Granada's uh, first olympic uh, gold medal ever was gold or is gold so woohoo! and uh i guess the official tally of wins has uh, the u.s coming out on top with 104 medals um and then there's china uh, with 87 medals and great britain with 65 and then rounding out the top 10 is russia south korea germany france italy uh, Hungary, and Australia, so yay, congratulations everyone, um, and I guess for anybody that wants to be able to look at more in-depth information about that, just check out london2012.com. I remember a few days ago when uh, Usain Bolt was, um, I guess, uh, in a different race earlier in, in the Olympics. Uh, he was no match for Sarah, who was a cheetah um who was in a in an animal sanctuary habitat uh believe in the u s she was the only being to run faster than him, but beat him she did, but still for humans he's super
4: <laughs>
1: that's all I can say about that um, so yes i I hope uh, everyone has been able to enjoy the events that they like to watch um and we're happy with the outcomes of those. I don't know. I like watching the gymnastics, um, and track and field and I caught a bit of the gymnastics and I was very, very happy to see how well uh Gabby Douglas did, um and uh well pretty much the whole American team. Um and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um I'm sure there is more. Um but Alas, you have london2000fold.com at your disposal. So, yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and play a song for you right now. And I believe I will go ahead and read my latest erotic poem. Uh, it's an erotic short poem called The Whitewash. I will read that in just a little bit. And later on in the broadcast, I will have Silent Jay as my special guest for this evening. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be good times because he had me on his show last year, uh, last July, 2011, and he was very funny and compelling, and uh, the two guests that were on that show were awesome, amazing, very talented, and I'm very, like, I don't know, stoked, excited to catch back up with Silent J, see what he's been up to. And he is revamping his show. I believe his first one was just last night um, after hiatus. So I want to be informed on that. I'm sure you guys will have a ball, <laughs> a great great time uh, as well. But let me go ahead and play a song for you. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play "Pretty in It" by the Subway Strippers, and I'll be right back with you. This is Sandra London, and you're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. Here you go. Thank mm-hmm. you. I will play, ooh, where'd it go? I'm play, ooh, na, 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 nice ass, ooh. <laughs> I'm going to play nice ass by Ulterior Motives, and I'll be right back with you. The call-in number is 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333, and here is Ulterior Motives with nice ass. Okay, so this is kind of interesting, or who knows. But yeah, if you remember the first song I played, it was Tommy Tornado, and I was looking through some local news for like, I guess, Southern California-ish area. Um, but I guess a tornado touched down in Lake Elsinore at like 4:30 p.m. earlier today. Um, I guess it was spotted along Highway 74, just west of the 15, um, and it's the second day in a row that. They've had really extreme weather. That's so curious how interesting. Anyways, alrighty. righty. Um, yes, you can read more about that on, I guess, ktla.com or just look it up um, on the National Weather Service. But, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, All righty. I will read uh, my latest erotic poem. Um, it's called The Whitewash, and I, I've been... Wanting to make an erotic short um, for a while with that title and um, with the theme already in mind, but it took a, a while for, I don't know, some sort of prose to come to mind. I don't know, it's a little short, little ditty. I hope you like it, but I'll go ahead and read it right now, and it's called The Whitewash. <laughs> okay. Slipping down these walls, sweet remnants of your balls, they cannot walk, they crawl, they rise before the fall, 10 million, all in all, zygotes, nematic dolls, echo, your nightly call, the end, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> yes, I published that, like, um, what was it, Thursday, on Thursday, August 9th, it's available with pictures, lovely, lovely pictures, Um captured by Tony Donaldson, um, an awesome photographer. He shot me in, I believe, um, Chatsworth area in a tunnel. Yes, in the state of Undress. That's awesome. Um, yay. And <laughs> let's see. And I, I had, like, a cute little summary summer bites of advisory for how hot it is, not only in Southern California, but kind of all over Uh the continental u.s. uh last month was like a, a record i guess for how hot it was i guess cumula- cumulatively uh throughout the continental u.s. uh for the month of july like ever on record um i believe the national average or national domestic or continental average was 73 so that's all these states all together on dry land hot as all heck uh Average On average, <laughs> yes, I'll read that perhaps a little bit later. But I'll go ahead and play um, perhaps some erotica for you. I'll play uh, Stockings and Bonds, and then I will be right back with you uh, with more intel. And then the amazing, awesome, fabulous Silent J. But let me go ahead and give you Stockings and Bonds. Part one. There you
2: go. Fishnet stockings is sexy.
1: Heck yeah.
2: hmm So do I. Do you? Absolutely. I think.
1: And what do you cook?
2: Cigarette.
1: <laughs> what brand?
2: Oh, Marlboro.
1: Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's so. Mm-hmm. Well, we're two peas in a pod, because so
2: do I. We should smoke together forever.
1: Mm, Very forward of you, mister. you called me in, what did you want to see me about, other than this forever business?
2: Well, I love the dress. I think it's very pretty, but I see those stockings that you're wearing, and I just kind of wonder how high up they go.
1: Oh, to the heavens. To the Valley of Eden.
2: Wow. I've never
1: been there. They tell me it's nice. Really? Mm-hmm. You're missing out, buddy.
2: Maybe you can show me what the, what the heavens look like.
1: Maybe. <laughs> you <know>? Maybe.
2: Please?
1: <laughs> Please? I, I gotta, you, you don't sound convincing enough. Okay. I need to hear it. the real. Okay. I'm begging and pleading, mister. Do you want to see a grown man cry? Again?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Ouch>. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, here it goes. Let me know. <laughs> Please. Please take off the dress. i beg.
1: No bueno. I'm not good at all.
4: Take off the goddamn. Oh, try thing. harder. I'm okay. Co- do it for co- the people. For the people that are watching.
2: Because first,
1: for them to see it, you gotta be convincing enough. You gotta make me want to do it. I'm not convinced right now. I'm waiting.
2: If I had a million dollars. I'd go put it in the bank, come back and tell you, hey, I got a million dollars in the bank.
5: Now, can I see your stockings?
1: You What's know? that got to do with me, are right? no, so you in my I'm bank just, account?
5: I'm just happy because I have a million How $1, much of that
1: is going in my bank account?
5: I'll give you half.
1: And you'll sign to that?
2: Mm-hmm. But first...
1: You're on. No more. Let's start. I'm Sandra London, and the call-in number is 858-815-2333. And I'll go ahead and read real quick my little uh, summer bites of advisory for how hot it is lately. Okay, this was uh, published on LivingGrandNLA.com on Wednesday, August 8th, 2012. Alrighty, here we go. <laughs> Uh triple-digit heat is making a wave this summer. Tip number one, never leave children, elderly people, or pets alone in a parked car. Yes, if you have to be out and about in the blazing rays of raw with any other life forms present, you must keep them in your presence, or they may not be very lifelike upon return. Tip number two, wear light, loose-fitting clothing to stay cool, or just let it all hang out. Or not. <laughs> Tip number three, drink water often. And remember that sweating is a good thing because moisture is the essence of beauty. Hee-hee, <laughs> Zoolander reference. Uh, what is this, tip number four? <laughs> Stay in an air-conditioned area during peak heat hours, such as a mall, park, or library. Spend see that sit. Hey, I can do all that from home. Hmm, freedom of movement, in and out of the boxes that be... Good times. Tip number five: avoid unnecessary sun exposure by wearing a hat when outdoors. Yay! Now I've got a reason to rock a sexy gaudy parasol, Gone with the Wind era style. Bliss. Tip number six: <coughs> don't exercise vigorously outside during the hottest hours of the day. Save your wildest playtime for nighttime. At least for this week, and continue at or into dawn with breakfast in bed. And if you're outside, just remember to use your indoor voice. <laughs> more hot as the ugh, more hot as the Dickens tips on keeping cool are available on Antonovich.com. Uh, yes, so please stay cool. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that, and I'll go ahead and give you. Another song here and a bit more uh, tidbits and trivia um, and the like. But here, here you go. Let me give you a song. I'll give you... (laughs) Ooh. Let's do Rain by Frank Joshua. That'll help you cool off, eh? Here you go. i Oh, hi. Hello. Is this Silent Jay himself? This is. Hi. <laughs> what's going on? You're live on the air.
5: Yes, hi. Uh, great show. I like it.
1: You do? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I learned from the best, baby. <laughs> I try.
5: I try to pass along my talents.
1: Yes, yes. So, what's up? I was like... um. You know, trying to see if I could listen to one of your more recent episodes. I know you had a hiatus, um, but what's up? Did you did you reignite your broadcasting fire yesterday?
5: <laughs> um, I uh, I've actually had an FM show, um, in the town I live in, for the last year. So, I've oh, been
4: very
5: uh, Yeah, I've been a little preoccupied with that, but. It seems I got into a little trouble with the FCC, so I kind of am on hiatus from that now.
1: (laughs) Oh no! Uh oh! Is it like top secret? You can't talk about it? Or
5: Uh, no, just um, I guess uh, I got a little too uh, passionate on my show, and I said some things I shouldn't have said.
1: Passion? Okay, wait. Passion involving politics? Um, music, uh, <clears throat>
5: politics, and humor, the, uh, the gist of the show is it's called, uh, DIY Punk and Politics with Sound J, so I play punk rock and I talk about politics, and, um.
1: Dangerous. I,
5: I, let, <laughs> that, I let my mouth get the better of myself.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, no. well, does that mean you're voting or not voting? <laughs> this, no, I'm this not This election cycle.
5: No, no. Oh, really? No, not at all. Not at all.
1: Nice. Well, hey, it's not compulsory, right? In the US you don't have
5: to. No, and I think uh I think if I uh if I don't vote I'll be able to say what I want about whoever wins and um not be a hypocrite.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we can't always know which actions somebody's gonna undertake <laughs> when you give them your your yeah, your vouch or something. Huh. It was funny. I I was just falling asleep when uh Romney was uh, announcing his, his BP but I when I woke up I, it was reconfirmed for me. So that's kind of interesting. I just wanted to know who I may or may not like but who I just want to know more about. And it's pretty interesting, I don't know. Um but I guess on the on the bright side, uh to start it out <laughs> um uh, what was it, Romney, he spent time in France as a missionary for um, Mormonism, mm-hmm. and his wife studied French, so, hey, we've got that in common. <laughs>
5: yes, you do. I forgot you were, uh... I'm not Mormon,
1: but we got the French uh, thing in common, let me, let me be clear.
5: Go ahead. I forgot you were bilingual. I forgot all about you being able to speak French.
1: Yes, but I'm not Mormon, though, so, yeah, we don't have that in common, but the French part we do. Um... And have you? I know you did a couple tours of duty as uh, 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 while you were serving in the army. Like, did you go to fun, exciting, interesting places, or all like look over your shoulder? Or
5: um, I was in Egypt <laughs> in 2001, and that was that was pretty interesting. But I was in uh, Iraq in 2003 and 2007. And how uh, was that? <laughs> that was uh. It was interesting. Um it's a life-changing experience both times. And um, I kind of learned to appreciate life, and actually uh, I try to um, do everything I want to do now. After my last tour ended in 2008, I, uh, I always had dreams. I always wanted to do, you know, uh, this and that. I wanted to get into comedy. I wanted to get into radio. Um, and I always did that what if, you know, maybe one of these days. But when I came back in 2008, I said I was gonna, I was gonna set out and do everything that I've ever wanted to, uh, wanted to accomplish in life.
1: Okay. Well, then, when you were in Egypt, then in 2001, were you there, like during uh, September 11th or It was. Months? It was
5: right after. It was right after. Right uh, after?
1: September 11th. Yeah. Just after. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, what was day to day? life like in general I guess as far as like um, did you have to get vaccinated so that you wouldn't get sick or any of these things because when I was in school when I was uh, at UCSB as an undergrad I wanted to do Peace Corps potentially afterwards and like I wanted to go to Morocco I know that's not terribly far from Egypt but I know that there's different things you may or may not have to do like physically um, just to protect against the elements or whatever did you have
5: to do that? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I've had more pills and more shots and more things going to my body. Um, I'm surprised my child came out normal. Um, I've had to Aww. take uh, anthrax shots numerous times. Um, I had to take uh, malaria pills, which uh, that is – those are not good pills. Those are not <laughs> – those beat up your body. Um, Do they detox you after, or
1: you just kind of – Oh, no, it? no. In 2004,
5: <laughs> Um in 2004, when I came back, uh, it was there were so many troops coming back and going. They really didn't have a uh, when I say they, I mean the the government and the VA didn't really have a grasp on you know how to uh, introduce us back into a society and and home life. And uh, they just gave us a bunch of pills when we came home, and uh, you know I had a little bit of an issue with that in 2004. But you know I. Stop doing that. And um, so now I don't take pills. The only pills I actually take now are a multivitamin and uh, ibuprofen every once in a while. I'm very much anti-medication.
1: Right. Okay. So with uh, that's I don't know. With with the whole malaria thing, like is it is it akin to like I know there were articles like years ago with like, oh army wives or this that or the other they can get like breast Surgery or all these types of things free because the doctors are like experimenting in a way, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Like in that same category. <laughs>
5: category. Oh yeah, the the, the anthrax <laughs> shots that we got. There was a series of I, I To be honest with you, I don't even remember how many. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. seven or eight, and then a yearly booster. Um, and you get you get shots, and it's now I think. Um, I think somebody actually took the government, the court, or the military, the Department of Defense, the court, and um, they don't actually uh, administer the shots anymore. Um, huh. So that, that right there says says a lot. And I missed a booster one year, so I had to get the entire series over again. So I think I have enough anthrax in my body to kill uh, <laughs> <not, to> a salmation. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> oh. And uh, what about keep, keeping cool in the hot-ass Middle East and Africa and all this? <laughs>
5: you can't. Does that even
1: exist? You Is it even possible? <laughs> um,
5: I actually, with it, now if people say there's no such thing as a climate change, I, I, I beg to differ. Um, I, of course, it was extremely hot there, but I actually saw snow in Baghdad in 2007, and they had not seen snow in like 50 years um, but in terms of the in terms of the heat, how does the locals uh, feel about that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't they know. Like the <laughs> they didn't like the snow at all. They were like, you know, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, one one guy was convinced that it was a, a weapon that the Americans were using. So <laughs> no, no, well, how, no, we're not bringing the that, snow with
1: us. How can that be disproven though? Really, I don't know. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's one of those things. Whether you believe it or not, if you're in the desert and it's 140 degrees in one month and a few months later it's snowing.
1: It's just enjoy the snow.
5: Yeah, you just you just kind of look up and be like, all right, great. I'm glad I get to roll around in the mud today.
4: Uh, um,
5: nice. But picture the, well, he- the heat over there. I mean, we got all our gear on and all of our equipment. And, you know, it's not like we're wearing shorts and a T-shirt. We got our boots, our, all of our gear, our helmet. A rucksack and a weapon. You're, you could be carrying anything from an extra 40 to 80, 90 pounds on you. Um, or you know, a fellow
1: each. comrade, right? So. Yeah,
5: and, it, and <sighs> it, it depends on what your what your job is in, in regards to what you're carrying around with you. Um, but it's uh, it, it was hellacious. I was a gunner in 2003, so I I was on top of a vehicle, um, a lead gunner, and when you have a, a 130,
1: 135 degrees. Wait, wait, wait. But how are you secured up there? Are you strapped up? Are you just going to hold on to the window? (laughs) Now they have have
5: great, they have amazing equipment that uh, the government's invested uh, a lot of time and energy and money into where you're nice and safe and you have a nice turret with bulletproof glass around you. But in, in 2003, I was literally s- sitting on a piece of plywood on top of a Humvee with a hole cut out, and I had nothing to protect me, nothing around me. Um,
1: wow!
5: So it was—you uh, get kind of a, a, f- a different feeling to you. Uh, you kind of—I call it the Superman complex. You feel like you're uh, invincible while you're over there. If you if you were able to come back uh, in one piece <laughs> literally driving through, you know a uh, uh, you know a war zone. I have nothing to protect me and um it, was, it we were so I, I mean it just my units I can't say this about all units we were so ill equipped and ill prepared we didn't even have enough body armor so we were uh we were borrowing each other's plates to put on no. our back and to put on our chest um now it's you know it's so advanced they even have a a a, a groin protector but <laughs> back oh, so to, beforehand back to people, no
1: you're just yeah, back
5: your in nuggets. 2003, it was it was the Wild West over there. It really was, and uh, I used
1: to
5: I used to wear a bandana around my neck. I really felt like I was John Wayne. Oh, so
1: you're you're living the dream then? <laughs>
5: I was living the dream. I was I was uh, I, I mean I was awestruck. I I was a little kid playing with GI Joes and playing army and playing war, and now I was actually doing it. I was in my early 20s at the time, 23. 22, 23, 24 years old, and just just loving life, you know. Getting right. mortar shot at us every night, and you didn't know if you were gonna wake up. But it was it was fun. It was really exciting. Uh,
1: <laughs>
4: As
5: you grew older, <laughs> when I was over there in 2007.
1: Wait, you kind are you of saying take a this? Little... Are you saying this in in hindsight? Or are you still feel oh, that I'll way? Or you thought it was there. fun at the time? Ton- oh. Okay. It, was, it was
5: still. I look back at it. It was still fun because I wasn't married. I didn't have a child. I was, you know, young and free and um, able to, uh, you know, experience. I guess life at its fullest in terms of adrenaline. And um, I look back on it. I wouldn't have changed anything I did over there in the beginning of the war. Now it's a little bit different. When I was over there a few years ago, you know, at the time I was married. I, I had a newborn baby, and yeah. You, you know, I'm a little bit older. I was, I was uh, going on 30 at the time, and I was seven, eight, nine years older than my troops, and uh, I kind of huh. took on the fatherly role. And uh, well, you know, what
1: made you want to go into the military then? Because I know a lot of people tend to go directly out of high school, ish, like fairly young. Um, what made you want to go at 30?
5: Um, my to be honest with you i uh i was uh not the the best kid growing up i was i was kind of a terror to to my family and to society and uh so after high school i kicked around for a few years doing uh odd jobs and uh a lot of different substances and uh one day i just uh i woke up and uh, i was i think i was 20 at the time yeah
4: 2021
5: 20, And I just said, you know, I've always wanted to serve. I always wanted to be in the Army. I heard stories from my grandfather. And, uh, and, you know, let's do it. At the time, this was before 9-11, so I didn't think we were going to go to war. You know, little did I uh, realize we were going to be in two wars over a good portion of a decade. And uh, so it made things interesting. Um, I didn't do it for the college. I didn't do it to go fight a war because there was no war at the time. And uh, I just did it for... uh, Say I did it, and now I'm uh Twelve years later, I'm I'm still in, and uh, it's it's one of those things. It's an addiction now. It's like I can't really shake it, even though I I want to, <laughs> but you know, it's still it's still a part of me. It's it's always going to be a part of me. And uh, now I, I've taken on the role of uh, being a leader and being a mentor for younger soldiers, and uh, to try to get them to not do what I did early on in my career and be uh, reckless like I was, so... Wait,
1: so you mean you were reckless initially when joining as well?
5: Oh, yeah, I was, I was, um, uh. I was the anti-soldier, you know, I, I always had that pride, <laughs> but I really was...
1: How did you slip I, through? <laughs>
4: yeah, I was still a
5: pain in the ass, I was a pain in the ass to, to my leadership and, uh, and you know, and, and my bosses and, and uh, to my fellow soldiers, they did, my... My fellow soldiers loved me, but I was more of a train wreck and oh.
4: uh
5: it was uh yeah i was i didn't i didn't really uh i guess respect it when I first came in um I always loved it, I always did what i you know what I was told to do and I did what i what I had to do, but I did it in my own my own special way, which I still do, you know I'm still not polished. And, um, you know, you take somebody of equal rank to me and equal amount of time and experience. They're like, they're kind of like Mitt Romney. Um, They're very polished and, you know, practiced (laughs) and and perfect in what they do. And I'm not the Mitt Romney of the military, I can tell you that much. (laughs) Well, neither is he. (laughs) Maybe like the JFK.
1: (laughs) Ooh. That's my dog's initials. Isn't that awesome? I have a little doggy. His initials are JFK. (laughs) Anyway, well, I want to ask you even more, because I'm, like, endlessly fascinated by, like, the military and all these types of things. Um, But I'm going to play a song real quick. um, And if you can hold the line, can you do that? I will do.
4: I'll
1: be right Back with you. Um, everyone listening in, I'm going to play uh, Lele by the Brazilian group Axial, and I'll be right back with my interview with Silent J. If you'd like to call in, the call in number is 858 815 2333. Once again,
4: 858
2: 815 2333. Here's that song Lele, por que tu foi embora? La, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I guess at least one more question about um your military time. Um, Egypt. Any any uh experiences to share? I, when I was living in France there are a couple of friends of mine who went to Egypt um to go surfing and stuff like that. Um and they're like, It's awesome, it's great, it's cool. Um, I don't know. Or some went to I, see I, like pyramids and all but
5: you know, I wish I had the worst, maybe in all of mankind, the worst trip to Egypt ever. I never really? got to see the pyramids or the Sphinx or go to Alexandria or anything like that. Oh. Um, it was right after 9/11, so everything was on lockdown for us, and we couldn't um, travel or do anything. I mean, the only real experience that I had in Egypt was I realized how bad of a nation they are at driving. They're really, <coughs> they're terrible drivers.
1: <laughs> really are they are they as bad as as like italian drivers or i don't even know um, there's other places that are supposed to be bad really oh well then don't try <laughs> <laughs> no. No.
5: Yeah. you go oh, if don't. you go to egypt hire a hire a driver
1: Okay, so they can battle it. They can battle the roads, just getting you from, like, point A to point B, like, grocery
5: store. Yeah, they shut their it. headlights off at night. They, they, uh, they drive with their headlights off at night, and it's uh, <laughs> kind of scary.
1: Wow. Well, I know there's a friend of mine who actually works for, like, a telecommunications company out there who, like, he had a dog, and he had to, like, watch it all the time because, like, the locals did not understand how you keep a dog as a pet. Like <laughs> yeah. they, yeah, they, they what? really don't get
5: it. yeah. Um, no, <laughs> dogs are awesome. I, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a, little, uh, I have a puppy. Well, he's not really a puppy anymore. Seven months, seven month old beagle, and uh, I don't know how anybody would want to eat a dog. They eat
1: them, really. Oh,
5: yeah, they they they. they a lot of countries eat dogs over, you know, I, over in the, I,
1: I knew other countries. I didn't know that Egypt did.
5: Oh no. Uh, no, I knew a, I knew a a guy in, uh, in Iraq that uh he uh he ate dog. Um, Egypt, I'm not too sure, but Iraq, yeah, once in a while. <laughs>
1: Darn it. <laughs> okay, why don't? Oh. All right. Well, do you
5: plan to go <laughs>
1: back? to Egypt just to see like what you didn't get to see beforehand
5: maybe um maybe one day maybe one day it's not on my things to do list right now there's a there's a couple <laughs> other countries I would like to visit first I would I like, always like wanted where? to go um Spain and France <gasps> yeah. Spain and France I would love to take a backpacking trip across the uh across the region
1: Oh, you should! You should take. Um, you have one, one, one child. Yes. yes. Okay, you should take. Yeah, your family. Um, yeah, on a a big like, bon voyage all across Europe. I think you'll have a great time. I've only spent um, uh, the most amount of time as far as Spain and Barcelona, but Barcelona is a lot of fun. Very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Very relaxed, like casual. Uh, Las Ramblas area is super like. Like, the energy is amazing. It's awesome. Great music, of course, all over France. Um, so I don't know if you guys ever need a tour guide. What's up, But yes. <laughs> but I I hope you guys make it out there. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, cool. I think my
5: daughter will one that She wants to be a fashion designer. She's six, and um, she's that's that i being a fashion designer and and moving to Paris, and uh, she wants to go to school and in Paris and be a fashion designer.
1: Right on Awesome Awesome Cool Alright so tell me about Like Your music Interests Because Um You're like a bass player Do you still work with that band Or play with that band Or not so much anymore You play individually Or Not
5: so much anymore I'm uh I just Right now I play uh, I just play for the love of it By myself I am Playing the bass And the uh And the drums And uh Couple other instruments I'm tinkering around with to try to open up my musical horizons. But I want to uh, I want to get into a band again. I think that's uh, besides radio. I think music is always my first love, and um, I just I love music. And I, I'm kind of getting into more and different types of music as I'm getting older.
1: Huh? Yeah. Well, you should check out some of the artists. We're gonna go ahead and do a plug <laughs> on Naked Girls Radio if you want to meet up with some people that might want more band members. I know they're out uh, based in the Chicago area. Um, I know you're in the Midwest over yonder. They're about well, – that could be kind of sweet. Yeah,
5: I'm a few hours north of Chicago, and I'm going to be leaving. At the end of the year, I got transferred uh, by the military uh, out to Pennsylvania, which was not oh. my first, second, or third choice, or any choice for that matter. <gasps>
1: oh, do you know, like which city, or it's just open
5: south 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 of, south of Pittsburgh. Um, and you know, I, I, I tried to get Puerto Rico. I wanted to go to Puerto Rico really bad. That
1: would
5: be sweet. And, um, that would have been nice. It, I mean, maybe it next time. I, <laughs> yeah, you know, forced me to go to the Caribbean for two years. I'll uh, I, I'll think about doing it, but no, I got I got Pennsylvania instead, Aww. which is kind of a blessing. It's
1: lovely. It's lovely. I I've been to pittsburgh i spent maybe oh, a little less than a week there i thought it was really cool um i don't know and i think i spent like maybe a day in philly um but i didn't see anything so <laughs> um, philly's crazy I, I don't like
5: philly at all <gasps> i'm not i'm not a fan of philly <laughs> at that's all so i mean. have
1: uh oh, no.
5: yeah it's i'm a, a little great city i i
1: want uh, it to go i want to see what it's like that's
5: that's terrible. they like I don't in from New York. Uh, Philly's kind of, um, you know, they're like dirty
1: stuff.
5: Wait, brothers. you're from New York? I was uh, well, b- born and raised in Buffalo, but I've been I actually I've been stationed in Central New York, and then um, a couple other spots in New York. So I'm, uh, I, I'm a resident, born and raised of the entire state of New York.
1: Oh, nice. So like. Albany. Do you like Albany?
5: Albany's not bad. Albany's not bad at all. A lot of history. I think I'm it's, a, I'm it's a huge very pretty. History buff, and I love architecture. Um, I'm a big architecture fan, and um, I love the Albany area. I like the, the area.
1: <laughs> I like it in the fall. I like the leaves. What? I like all the space, uh, like semi-wildernessy <laughs> type. Thing I don't know I I like Albany I don't believe I've been to Buffalo though
5: but it's um, you know it's really nice if uh, if you like the it's Pittsburgh cold, Buffalo, it's right? kind of the same in the well in the winter time everywhere in the Northeast is cold
4: so. <laughs> yeah so,
5: <laughs> the food is phenomenal the food is great I'm uh, I'm going to be a, a complete Homer right now and say that some of the best food I think in the country is in Buffalo. And um, the architecture um, Frank Lloyd Wright okay. had uh, worked well, what, in New York. Okay.
1: What specifically, as far as food, which are you referring to? Meat, which type, like red meat or some sort of what in particular? What's the dish that's like
5: better than everything else? Really? Chicken wings. They're from. They were started in Buffalo. Everybody in the country calls them hot wings or. Buffalo wings, but they're started in Buffalo, and they're just they're chicken wings, and um, they're they're great,
4: they're hmm. phenomenal,
5: and um, a lot of a lot of hearty food. I don't know how I'm not 300 pounds from living there,
4: but <sighs>
5: it's uh, beef on whack. That's a that's an interesting dish, and um, there's quite a few others. The pizza's really good. It's like a cross in between New York and Chicago style pizza. So the pizza in Buffalo is very. Um, very uh, interesting. Ah, uh-huh. okay, all
1: right. And sorry I interrupted you. As far as architecture, you were saying.
5: Oh yeah, Frank Lloyd Wright. He's he has a um, a lot of work that he did um, during his career um, is is in Buffalo. I don't know if you're uh, if you know about Frank Lloyd Wright at all, but he was a, he was a great architect. And
1: um, no, I don't. I'm a yeah.
5: You should look him up. He's uh he's got some work in Arizona and uh Wisconsin and Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New York, uh you know, really really ahead of his time. So. Hmm. But that's that's the nerd part of Silent Jay is when I start talking about architecture and, and wine that's
1: and
4: awesome.
5: things of that nature. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Did you say wine?
5: Yes, I am a I'm a huge fan of wine. That's another yeah. reason why I want to go to Europe. Nice. What's your What's your preferred brand? Um, I have this one. I don't think it's not a really ex- expensive bottle of wine. Um, but the thing with me, I think anything over $50 is just a waste of money because you can get some really good wines for $40 and $50. No $2 bottles of wine. I'm not talking about the boxes of wine, but <laughs> this one, this uh, Monty... And, and Tico. <laughs> it's a it's an Italian blend, and um, it's kind of got my palate right now, and uh, it's got yeah. a kick to it. It's a blend uh-huh. of uh, I know I'm going to butcher a single VC, I think, and Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot. It's a really interesting taste. Huh. So, that's what I, I, I like... drink when I'm. I'm... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, you go ahead. It's your show. <laughs>
1: one of my one of my favorite or two of my favorites are um <clears throat> it's uh, a Mar- Marlborough um uh, from New Zealand the white wine and mm-hmm. uh Sancerre the white Sancerre um from France those are both like through my top of all time like all time favorite uh wines it's excellent and they're not terribly expensive there's different you know different um uh brands which vary in price but they're and it was awesome.
5: So it's cool that you like wine as well. Cool. See, I'm just getting into the white wine. Um I like a I have a stronger palate. I like uh rich foods and I like dark beer and red wine and and dark chocolate. Well, yeah. So <laughs> Definitely
4: they all kind of go together, for so. sure, yes. I, was, well, yeah, um, I was
5: dating this girl who um uh, got me into white wine and um she had a uh, she had spent some time in French. She could speak French, and uh, but she's a jerk. And uh, she actually what? got me into white wine. <laughs> no, uh, just a little bitter, that's all.
4: Oh, uh, okay. I hold a grudge. <laughs>
5: but she got me into white wine. And I think one of the best white wines I ever had was from New Zealand as well. So mm. they think, uh, make a good product. Yes, yes. Mm.
1: And um, let's see. Who are your favorite punk rock bands? And did any of those punk rock bands like add into your being controversial on the radio or no?
5: <laughs> yes, the whole the, the whole spirit of punk rock and uh skateboarding growing up and the tattoos and uh, just that uh that whole um you know, set your own trends really kinda of shaped who I am and uh you know, what I what I do and what I am to this day. Um, I like the old stuff you know the ramones the sex pistols but um the new york mm-hmm. dolls are my favorites and um so i am not a fan of 90s california punk at all green day and the offspring i don't count as punk I don't uh-huh.
4: it's
5: like pop music to me
4: um,
5: <laughs> but there's bands, agnostic front they're they're more of a hardcore punk rock and uh the misfits and uh social distortion so those are some of my favorites
1: mm. Nice. I mean, then I got some. And wait, do you have tattoos?
5: That I listen to, uh, do I
1: have tattoos? Yes, I do. Yeah, like tons or one.
5: <laughs> uh, if I had to put a number count on it, uh, maybe twenty.
1: Oh my! Stop counting.
5: <laughs> yeah, if I, well, some of them kind of blend into each other, and some of them are two that turned into one, and so I, I guess. I I got a lot of time in a in a chair. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> wow. I, I I need a photo for verification purposes. <laughs> wow,
2: well, it just so happens
5: that this is, gonna be, this is one of my cheap plugs. I'm very good at that. I am going to be in a movie short next year. Um to ah. start filming next year. Um it's a it's kind of a horror movie. Um it's called oh. the uh, the weight down. Um, it's in the pre-production stages right now.
2: The, the and, way uh, down. I played, I
5: played the way down. Yes, it is. Uh, it is about a a uh, individual who um, doesn't treat women right, and finally, you know, he's he's kind of like a killer, like a classy killer. If you think of, like American Psycho, he's, he's Christian Bale. Oh. oh and wow. uh, he stole uh, my heart.
1: He, I love Christian Bale.
5: Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> I, I mean. I am. I'm not gay, but I would go gay for Christian Bale's character in American oh, Psycho. Oh, I love you. That just,
1: That's awesome. <laughs> there's just
5: something about a man in chainsaw that really gets me going.
1: What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
4: My favorite
5: That's scene funny. in that is um, yeah. when he played uh, Huey Lewis in the news, and, um, and he grabbed the axe and he went after uh, you know, and he, he did away yeah, with while, Paul. Yeah, while
1: waxing poetic all, all along the way. Yes. Oh my
5: goodness. But wow. the the way down is uh it's a it's a it's a man that uh he finally uh, a woman has some revenge and gets gets him in. Uh, I play the character Melville, who is the uh gatekeeper to hell or heaven. I'm just the gatekeeper, let's put it that way. And uh Wait hell or heaven? Heaven or Hell, I'm kinda like the uh the 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 doorman for purgatory and um
1: I
4: I take
5: you on your journey to uh, you know, whichever stop you're getting off at, I'm I'm the man for it. And uh it's gonna be interesting. I know the uh I'm friends with the uh the individual who's the uh the writer and uh, he's gonna write it and produce it and direct it. He uh he's I think he kinda specifically had me in mind for the part. He wanted to do like a fifties greaser New Yorker with a uh, smart mouse So. He said I'd be perfect for it. I didn't even have to audition, so.
1: Right on! So wow. So you might be able to
5: see my what? tattoos in my uh, in my uh, film debut.
1: And where will that be showing? Is that going to be available online or in theaters, art houses, all of the above?
5: You know, if it was up to me, it would be uh, played at at Kane's, at Tribeca, um, you know, but probably probably not. Um, I think it's gonna be a local release and then it's gonna be an on, on online release. And um, okay. hopefully is when I become like rich a, and famous it'll be uh it'll be a sought after uh item.
1: yes. And where where like is there a website right now, like for pending production or any other type of thing where anybody can tune or, you know, see it as it grows or or, or do we all have I, to just wait? And I think it's a
5: wait and see. I think he's going to have some trailer releases on YouTube, um, but that's really about it. I uh, he's also my webmaster for my website. Um, he's a, he's a very talented talented kid. His name's uh, Travis, and um, you know he did a lot of good work for my website, and uh, he's helped me with uh, kind of branch out and um, what I wanted to do. And, um, he had and when me in you, when my you mention your
1: website, are you referring to Facebook?
5: Or a separate. Oh, no, 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 The um, and I, 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 I don't even want to plug my own website because I haven't done any work on it in months. He, re, he redid it and um, he kind of brought it up to speed and uh, I haven't done anything with it since. But it's called the Junk Punch, and that kind of stems off from my Block Talk Radio show, the the Junk right. Punch. And um, so, but I should He's do more thing. work on that. I get caught up with one project and I don't I don't see through another. That's has been my problem.
1: Huh, you'll get around to it. You'll get around to it I'm sure. But you should ask yeah. uh, Travis if he if he was inspired at all by stuff like uh No Exit by Sartre um um, or any any of these types of things. Because I know there's <clears throat> as far as what you're talking about, sort of the theme of the movie, um there's one other work that's like escaping my mind right now by a different author, but um, it kind of, I don't know, kind of makes me think of No Exit, I, um, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, where there's all these people in a room, and they have to face their own demons and the demons of others all at the same time, and they can't get out kind of thing. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah, it, it sounds a lot
1: like of, it. I... Oh. Yeah, I, I um what was it? It was the North um the first annual North American film festival in France, um, in two thousand and six. I was a translator for that. It was like a little uh, uh film festival with all indie, independent um uh directors uh from North America, Canada, Mexico and the US and there's another there's a movie by a Canadian um uh female director who had something somewhat similar, but it was all in a car or a couple on an endless sort of road to nowhere sort of thing. So I always, it's always cool to see that kind of theme uh, reimagined and, you know, uh, re-realized, I suppose. I don't know. That sounds cool.
5: That, so. sounds, that sounds very cool. And if I could do another cheap plug. Um, yeah. I'm actually – I was kind of inspired from uh, – having some of my guests on, past guests such as yourself. And, um, mm. I, d- you know, I did, and I, I started writing a book and, um, so that'll be out next Ooh. year as well. It's going to be, uh, very interesting. And, um, so it's, uh, it's a work in progress. That's, uh. Is it autobiographical?
1: Swear.
5: Yes, it is. It's going to be a story of myself from when I was younger for a few, uh, instances of my life growing up and then the military and, uh, and um after after Iraq and uh my radio and my comedy career and uh you know. It's gonna be uh an interesting read. It's not gonna be your typical, you know, I was a soldier and I went to battle book. No, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good book. It's uh the title is gonna be called the uh, the book of Joe. Um so, mm. you know, so it's gonna be a good book. Book of Joe. Nice nice. And um, that's why I think everything ties in together Because I I've started writing the book And I'm being transferred to Pennsylvania And I got hooked up with a friend of mine in the military um, He's actually got a company um, They do work for uh, soldiers and uh, folks in the military Who are trying to get started with um, publishing a book um, It's called Tactical 16, the number 16.com And um, huh. they've released a couple books so far and um My buddy he was on Fox News promoting it And they do a lot of work for uh Local uh small Grassroots organizations that help Soldiers and uh I'm going to be starting a radio Show for those guys so I'm going to be the The voice of Tactical 16 Sometime um Early next year and Uh I think be good. so they're going to They're going to we're going to we're going to help each other out I'm going to host a radio show and he's Going to help me with his book uh my buddy Eric and um so, but yeah, check yeah. out tactical16.com, and um, we're looking to maybe do a calendar. And um, if I could get one of the, one of the months, uh, maybe I'll pick a month and um, and have you, Sandra, um, be a Ooh. calendar girl. Oh my
1: lord, I would love that. <laughs>
5: that
1: would be awesome. Yes, I I accept if asked. Yes, <laughs> that would be That's, sweet. Yes, so funny. we're
5: uh, we... go. go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: It's uh, yeah. You know, like I said, the 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 uh, the, the company and the uh, and the website, we they, they try to. Uh, it's a it's an artistic release for uh, for soldiers and um and, and sailors and airmen and, and things of that nature. And uh, so we're trying to get our name out there and uh, and help guys that uh, you know were in my shoes like years ago and uh, had a dream and wanted to do something but uh, didn't have the platform to launch ourselves out of. And so that's what uh that's what we're gonna do and um money is always an issue nowadays and I think the best way to grab people's attention is to have a bunch of hot women maybe in some military gear on the calendar. So you Thank could be you. you could be May. That's uh I my birth month <laughs> is May and I would love if Sandra London was uh gracing the 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 month of May.
1: May I? Yes, I may. I would. Can I be silly? Yes, that would be fine. I. Yes, if asked, I would be more than happy to do so. Um, tell me about um. um tell me about your comedy. Um, and is there any way that, there? I don't know. Your broadcasting, your radio broadcasting, and comedy are. Interrelated? Was it thought of to do both at the same time? Because I remember when I was <clears throat> excuse me, on your show um, there was a lot of humor <laughs> and a lot of uh, fun off the cuff remarks. Is that yes. is that something incidental or something that like I don't know. Yeah, it was um, it was
5: very calculated in my life. Like I said, I, I love music and I love um radio and, and comedy. I grew up you know, idolizing cert, uh, certain DJs on the radio and certain like bands. And, uh,
1: Which do you, who are your favorites?
5: <laughs> obviously Howard Stern because he kind of broke the mold um, on certain things. Opie and Anthony, I love Opie and Anthony. Um, there are a couple of local DJs um, from the Buffalo area called Shred and Reagan. And uh, I just, I grew up listening to those guys. And um, I just loved the freedom that they had. Um, to be able to express themselves and also play music and be funny and be serious and there's AM radio. I, I listen to AM radio as well. I'll listen to
4: mm. Rush Limbaugh.
5: It, even it, I don't maybe agree with Rush Limbaugh, but I'll listen to him and and um, mm. you know uh, individuals like, like that. I like K-pop. even that weird guy.
1: <laughs>
5: What's that guy? that's that coast to coast guy in the middle of the night.
1: Uh, Phil Hendry. Do you know Phil Hendry? Phil Hendry, yes oh my goodness, he was hysterical I love Phil Hendry he was funny, he has like tons of different voices and personalities on his show yes. he was awesome he was, he was probably my favorite as far as like nighttime or comedy type thing and I like, I like Randy Rhodes for like AM talk like political talk, I don't know
5: yeah, I like I like Randy Rose a lot. Like I said, there's I don't dislike uh any DJs on the air. Um I may not agree with what they say, but it's for me it's uh it's uh for me it's, it's an art form. If you could sit behind a microphone and captivate somebody's attention for a few hours, you know, of the day, I think it's awesome. And I and I looked at that as the same as comedy. Um I grew up listening to Red Fox and Richard Pryor and
2: Bill Cosby and George Fox. Carlin.
5: Yes.
1: George uh, and I just, Carlin,
5: I love those guys. And, and um, I took that as the same way as radio. Like, you could sit down for three, four, five hours on radio, or you could be up on stage for 10, 15, 20 minutes um, and, and have the same effect. And uh, I took everything that ever happened to me in a negative way in my life, whether it was self induced or somebody around me that. You know, that pissed me off or hurt me, and uh, I kind of took it and and disformed it and disfigured it, and uh, I made it funny, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, an ex that cheated on me or, you know, somebody that stole from me or whatever the case may be, and uh, I made it funny, and for me, it was a coping mechanism, and I don't like, uh, you know, I'm very, very public, you know, with radio and comedy and, and music, but... Excuse me. At the same time, very private. Where I don't like to do a one-on-one, you know, let say, you know, a, a family member or a loved one, and talk about my feelings. So I went on stage, and uh, I want—I had two things to accomplish: kind of uh, make people laugh or angry at me. Uh, a <laughs> boo and a and a laugh is the same. It's a response, you know. As if somebody's quiet in the in the audience, and that's that's a bad thing. But if they're booing me. I'm doing something right, or if they're laughing, and I'm doing something right, and also at the same time, I get this stuff off my chest. Nobody realizes that, wow, that stuff actually happened to them. So it's a good wow.
1: release. And what about what about uh, your time um, uh, on tours of service? Did you use a lot of humor to get through, you know, the the ambivalent, ambiguous, perhaps dangerous times that you and your comrades kind of I don't know, like to amuse yourself with either comedy, like, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Playing play the dozens or making up stuff or watching comedies, watching movies. Hey, um, yeah, I was doing to stand-up.
5: Uh, the last time I was overseas, I was doing stand-up. I I didn't have a mission. There was a tent that's called the MWR, the Morale Welfare and Recreation Tent, where soldiers can kind of unwind and... Play video games or play music or Read books or whatever and um, There was a microphone and there was a little Stage and uh, I Saw one night some guys playing guitars up There and um, I just decided to uh, Start my comedy career Right then and there and um, I had done one open mic Night prior to that in the states And it was it was it was Rough it was good but it was Rough I think my friends kind of Supported me more than they should have So I really learned how to uh you know, cut my teeth in comedy being overseas because I couldn't swear. They wouldn't let me say anything, you know, bad or negative because you had to be, you know, politically correct. So
1: you
4: weren't
5: allowed I was able to, to get swear? My, no, yeah believe, yeah, believe that or not, you know. Whoa. Um So you know, <laughs> I learned how to tell a dirty joke without being dirty, and I learned oh, okay. how to use a crude humor without actually being crude. So it was good. So when I actually did come home, and was doing comedy uh in the states you know and I, I was able to you know you know say say a bad word or uh talk about something really grotesque or or insensitive you know sometimes if i uh you know wanted wanted to pepper my humor um or not I could do it, and I got the same same reaction and same response so i kinda I kind of learned a lot. With comedy yeah. and uh it's, it, it it's worth you to work within the
1: lines
5: <laughs> and that's sometimes I, I i blur i blur things and that's where my comedy show well my radio show is 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 uh my interest in in politics and government and um and radio and music and and humor and um kind of making people feel uneasy uh, it's uh it's a blend of that it's on the on my 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 b p r show and then my local show, it's uh, it's it's toned down, but sometimes I I kind of go over the edge, which is fine by me.
1: So. <laughs> and do you do you see a different um, or do you feel a different effect from when uh, you're in a different medium and you're uh, using comedy as as your as your method or your platform, like I guess radio as opposed to live, where people can see you and like your movements and this kind of thing, or radio where you can only use kind of your voice or like sound effects or something. Do you do you feel like it's the same? It's just as easy, or like it's
5: to me? I think uh, I think radio is it's easier for me, but at the same time, I think it's harder because when you're on stage, if um, you're you're telling a joke and it's not getting a good response. You can you can sense that off people's faces and people's reactions immediately. Whereas yeah, radio, you just don't know if you're doing good or if you, you don't know if you're doing bad right then and there. So, but it's also easier radio for me because it's like my own little, uh, my own little, uh, I don't know, my little fortress of solitude. I I go into the studio and I sit down. I got the microphone in front of me and I I do my just thing. Tell.
1: Right yeah
5: but uh, being on stage again with you know when you can sense if something's going over really well, you know you get that you get that good feeling, um but at the same time if it's if it's doing bad, there's no escape. you're on stage, and that's,
4: that's it. you
5: you feel you feel vulnerable, it's almost like feeling naked, you know it's like being that Asian guy you know in the shower you uh you know you're standing out that's
1: terrible. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no exit. No exit. Oh <laughs> Yes, Mister Silent J. Okay. Well, we're coming down to the end of the show, um, but I did want to go ahead and do two last plugs um, on your behalf, which is uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> your Facebook page, which is facebookcom slash S. T O, uh, yeah, S T O J E K, and um, your Twitter at Silent J Comedy, and I'll do that one more time: Facebook.com/slash/slash slash dot S T O J E K, and Twitter at Silent J J A Y Comedy, and thank you so much, and I would love to be Miss May. Um, yeah. Well, regardless,
5: slash. you're you're, you're me all the time.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank and you for having
5: me. And you and you gotta and you gotta be on the junk punch again. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. I want to definitely let me know. Let me know when space is available. I will be right there, ready to go live. It'd be awesome. Cool. Good night, sir. Good night. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good night. Bye. And to take us out this evening, I will have the song Bedtime by Cloud Mouse. Here you go.